16. So while I'm speaking to you, if you wouldn't mind, take your Bible, if you've got it, open it up, or your phone app, whatever you have, and move to Titus chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. While you're doing that, though, I want to paraphrase for you what this says. I was excited, and then I read it. <laughs> Paraphrasing, Paul is writing to Titus, and he says, listen, I'm going to send Frank and Chuck over there to you, and uh, I want you to let them take your place there with the church, and I want you to come here with me, and we're going to spend the winter over here at, the, at Palm Beach writing some, writing some books and stuff. And he said, I'm also sending a couple other guys that I want you to make sure the, ter- the church takes care of and tell them to keep on doing good while I'm absent and everything, and then I'll see you all later. And tell everybody, I said, hey, give them a kiss of peace and see you all around the campus. I read that, and I thought, Wow. He gave me some great stuff to preach with right there. But I called him up. I said, Pastor, uh, we need to talk. Because <laughs> if you know Pastor Rusty by now, he doesn't do anything by accident. It might look like that sometimes, but he does not. So we went and sat down together and talked about it. So I want you to, if you've got your word of God open, we're going to read this passage, and then we're going to pray for God to rightly divide his word of truth to us, and we're going to take a look at it. When I send Artemis Articius to you, do your best to come to I decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to speed Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their way. See that they lack nothing. And let our people learn to devote themselves to good works so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. So I went and sat down with Pastor Rusty, and we began to look at passages of Scripture and uh, look at what Paul was doing and what he was saying. And if you've been around Crossroad very long at all, you know how much I love and respect the Apostle Paul. He's unquestionably uh, one of the great heroes of the faith and may well be the greatest evangelist that ever walked this planet and single-handedly probably did more to spread the gospel in his day than any of the other apostles, in my opinion. So when we read these final instructions, which you may say that on the heading in your Bible, these words actually sound a lot like some of the emails and letters. Remember, these are letters that the Apostle Paul is writing, and he's sending out to people, and he always makes them very personal, even though he's writing information and teaching them doctrine along the way. He says, I want you to come and stay with me, and here's these two guys. Take care of them and remind the church family uh, to devote themselves to helping others. And so what I did... It made me curious, and Paul wrote 13 of the 27 books in the New Testament, 13 of them. And if you go in there and you read, you will find that at 10 of those 13 letters, he ends them with final instructions and greetings. He always comes back at the end of all of that teaching, which is intense many times. You know, you get the, the letter to the church at Corinth, and man, he's taking them to town for, for immoral living and for the things that they're doing and for the way that they're behaving. And then at the end of that, he comes back and says, listen, I love you guys. Greet all the brothers here, uh, there with you. All the brothers from here send you greetings. Greet each, greet each other with a, a holy kiss. He says that in 2 Corinthians, he says in Ephesians and Philippians and in Colossians, almost the entire last chapter. Chapter 4 is about final instructions and greeting everybody and saying, hey, be sure and tell this one at this place that I said hello and that one over there and those folks in the house churches. And he just continually talks about and shares the value of community in God's church. We come to Titus and it's obvious that the Apostle Paul believes in the fellowship of the saints. 
the brotherhood that we have in Christ as a preeminent principle that all of us need to understand when we're reading God's Word. And the idea that we're talking about is a Greek word that you've probably heard before if you've been around the church very long called koinonia, which means literally community. We just shared in communion just now with Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit as we partake of Holy Communion. Community, this coming together of God's people, is a priority in God's church. And I love looking out and seeing all of y'all here this morning. You know, whether it's the snow, whether it's been the dumb pandemic or anything else, it has inhibited some of God's people from coming and taking part in the church together. And there's nothing that will ever take the place, in my opinion. Nothing. You can't get it online. You can't get it by watching or listening to a podcast. If you're here and you're looking into the eyes of your fellow believers, we've said this all the time in our church in the early days, that we would be allowed on Sunday morning to look into the eyes of our fellow believers and be reminded we're going to spend all eternity together. This is a moment where we get to share, whether it's on Sunday morning, whether it's if you're in the grocery store in the aisle pushing your cart down a deal and you run into a fellow church member, someone that you know, you're looking into the eyes of somebody that you're going to spend all eternity with. And that's good stuff right there. It should make a difference in your day-to-day life. So in Acts chapter 2, We read this very familiar passage about uh, the church and what it was like in the early days. I'm going to share it briefly. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers, and awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. See, the Apostle Paul saw 2,000 years ago what you and I still get to see today in God's church when we come together and we devote ourselves to hearing his word being taught. Pastor Rusty does such a great job every week of bringing us God's truth and sharing that with us in a way that we can understand it and we can apply it into our lives. People bring their relatives and their friends to church. Some of you might have been drugged here this morning by a well-intended relative that wants you to hear uh, from, about God and about his salvation and about the gift that he would give to you if you so want it. The evidence of changed lives is in front of us all of the time when we see people walking in here whose lives have been turned around by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you attend this church very long, you're going to see friends and neighbors and family members that have come forward and accepted you know, Christ into their lives just two weeks ago right here at the very front second hour i was in second service that day young woman named veronica came up here and accepted that grace gift of salvation and afterwards pastor rusty had everybody come up here you know i don't know if she was embarrassed or not she said that he could do it so you know if you're a pastor uh, you love it when somebody walks up here if they're rededicating their lives or if they want a baby dedicated or if they just want a prayer for a moment if they want to accept salvation pastors love nothing better i'll, I'll speak for him right now we love it when y'all answer an invitation when, when, when he issues an invitation, an altar call, or, or well, in old days we would call it an altar call, an invitation to you to come down, to, you know, and it's crickets, and a song goes on, and nobody moves. He don't ever show it to you, but it's just breaking his little heart. Here he's come, and he's poured out everything to you that he possibly can about salvation and about Jesus Christ and about the good things of God, and when nobody responds and it's the crickets, Unless you have a very strong constitution and you say, well, that's their fault, not mine, like I would do, you know. 
it would break other pastors' hearts <laughs> that you don't respond to that. So when that invitation comes, I want you to always hear what is being said to you because it's in that moment of decision when your life gets changed. When Veronica came up here and everybody came by and, and they, they congratulated her. Everybody came by and, and said hello to her and welcomed them into her, the family of God, so to speak. But it's more than that moment. All of you have been around a long time. You know what it means to be a part of the family of God. You know what it means to come together and to live out your faith, whether it's on the mission field, whether it's doing one of our big projects like the Thankful Feast, whether it's going to the neighborhoods that Steve always used to take people and go work at people's homes when they needed things like that. When you're taking part that way, you will not find that feeling anywhere else in any other setting, I can promise you. From the community that we all share in the church, the message goes out. The message goes forward when you share with other people and eat meals together and share in the joys and sorrows of your lives. Members of this body have been actively participating. The other day I called up here to talk to Pastor Rusty for a moment, and there were two men up here shoveling the sidewalks. You all won't know who they are, but they just came up here and wanted to make sure that the sidewalks would be clear for you on Sunday morning. There are people that have mowed the grounds of this church forever. There are people, men that come in here I know on, on Thursday morning still, and if it's light bulbs or whatever it might be. And why do they do that? I promise you it's not for the rewarding opportunity to get on a ladder and burn your hand on a hot bulb. But it is the opportunity that they take to come and share life together and be here, whether it's out weed whacking in the yard or whether it's washing the windows, or whether it's cleaning up the nursery, or whether it's teaching back there today, whatever God lays on our hearts to be a part of His kingdom community, this is what Paul was talking about. Even in that little greeting, he's saying, be sure that you care about each other. Be sure that you love on one another. Be sure that you're paying attention as people come through your church that God is using for His kingdom purposes, that you would take care of them, that you would bless them, that you would nurture them, and then you would send them then on their way. In that day, they met in house churches, in small groups, in their homes, and they rejoiced in that relationship, and we still do that today. And the Christians that have been around a longer time bless the Christians that are newer in their faith by pouring into them. We're trying to do that with our discipleship ministry here in this church. And if you're, if, you, if you're sitting around this morning and you are a long-term, experienced Christian, there's work still for you to do. And there are people who are young in the faith that desperately sometimes need to sit down with somebody and just have an opportunity to share and to talk and for wisdom to be poured into them. So don't ever quit. That's, that's to my old friends in this room. I don't mean old chronologically. I mean my long-term friends. You know who I'm talking to, that we don't have the opportunity or the right to give up. Those who give to those who don't have is a principle of community that Paul writes about and talks about and that I know in this church. I, looked, I was here for the annual business meeting the other day, and I looked at the giving report, and I was blown away just thinking about we can go through all the stuff the world will throw at us. And you guys just continually, faithfully have given to God's work and God's purpose in this church. And what a blessing it is for your pastor, I promise you, to, and his staff to be able to look at that and know we have room to work, we have room to grow, because people are doing what the Apostle Paul suggests at the end of all of his letters and throughout all of his letters when he says, go be God's church. Go live together as God's church. He always encourages, encourages the family of God to take care of each other, to show hospitality to each other, to love each other, and help each other as they move forward. Even this day, you're here this morning, what do we do? 
Were you blessed by the worship this morning? Did you enjoy just lifting your voices and worshiping God? I don't know if you see, you can't see Pastor Rusty. You can't see anything but his big, tall back from back there where you are. But you notice he, he moves a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm with him from Southeast Texas, and I guarantee you we don't have a lot of rhythm where we come from. Uh, but, but we do know how to sway, don't we, Rusty? We know how to sway. So if y'all see us up there, I, I, thought, I looked over at him, and I realized he's swaying, and I thought, oh, wait a minute, I'm swaying too. That's <laughs> all we know how to do when we're worshiping God. We don't jump up and down, but if you couldn't see him up front, his little hands, when they were shout, 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 he's shout, 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 hardly contained himself. And I know that's the emotion, and that's the feeling that all of us should have when we're worshiping God and sharing in that together. After you get done with church today, talked about Rob moving his reservations back. After you get done with church today, many of you will indeed go out to eat and break bread together. And you'll share life together. And you'll talk about the things going on in your lives and what God's doing for you or what, he, what you want him to do for you. And Paul encourages us through at the end of every one of those letters to take care of one another, to exercise our faith with each other, to be able to be sure that we are spending that time together. This afternoon, our small group, I'm going to bust on small group for just a minute because I know that next Sunday is Connection Sunday. Next Sunday you have an opportunity. Listen, if you're here this morning and you're not in a group, I was the absolute worst guy in the world. I was never going to get into one of those touchy-feely, slobbery all over you, small group movement things. I just wasn't going to do it. And the senior pastor of the church 30 years ago called me up after his wife heard me say that, and he said, uh, hey, Brad, I'm going to start a little small group here on Tuesday mornings. I'd like you to come be part of it. Senior pastor. Senior pastor is a big dog. Do you say no to the senior pastor? I said, oh, yes, sir. I would love to. And I started going to a small group that met on Tuesday mornings. And it changed my life. It truly did. This afternoon at 5 o'clock, I'll go and meet with my small group. And I told them, I already warned them, I'm going to have them stand up real quick. They're in the room. Stand up if you're in my group on Sunday afternoon. Stand up very quickly. I'm going to have you sit back down. Just stand up. Stand up. Stand up. (laughs) I didn't say sit back down. Dad gum, y'all don't follow instructions very good. All right, sit back down. Let me tell you about this group for a moment. Let me just tell you about this group for a moment. All right, this is a group of people that, that are, I just, one of them it manages the co-op in a farm community nearby. One of them is a manager at a truck manufacturer up here in Wichita. A couple of the ladies work online, one of them with universities and colleges all over the country taking care of business. We got a nurse, we got a pilot that flies those big FedEx, you know, where your packages absolutely have, positively have to get there overnight. He's not at our small group. He's just on the airplane taking your stuff wherever it has to go. We won't see him sometimes two weeks at a time because he's flying your packages around. But when he's in town, he's there. We got a retired, we got, we got retired gentlemen, two of us. And when we get together on Sunday afternoon, I look around that room, and I get, all I can think is where else and why else would this particular group of people ever, ever get together? We have nothing in common. Nothing. Except. Except one day in our lives, we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And when we get together, especially if the old man is tired, my wife will tell you when I get tired, I get emotional. So last, last Sunday night, I was the slobbering, blubbery old man <laughs> with our small group. Because those people and those relationships I value so highly when I come in on Sunday morning, I get to look around 
and I get to see that they're here, and I know that that family I'm connected with, the small group I was a part of years ago, they're still in this church. When I walked out last Sunday morning, one young man standing back there at the back door, he's about three feet taller than me, and he leans over, and he gives me a big hug. And he's, when we started that small group, you had to be just married and no kids. We had five young couples. You would think that the first lesson that we taught them was to go forth and multiply. Today, there's like 12 what I call bonus grandchildren running around in those five couples, and I think they're still actively participating and getting more. So when I see them, when I see them, I just, I just feel so good inside and light up knowing that God has made them a part of my lives. And looking around the room this morning, I can't even do it. I told Pastor Rusty I can't, I can't talk about it too much because my life as a believer, not as a pastor, but my life as a believer is wrapped up in so many people that sit in this room today. And whenever I have the opportunity to see them, it, it just uh, it lights up my day. I, I've accused Cindy Gamble of stalking Dylan's parking lot and waiting until she sees me go in so she can come in the store. Because every time I ever go into Dylan's, there's Cindy pushing a cart down the aisle. Either she really is homeless and lives there, or <laughs> God just ordains it for the two of us to see each other from time to time. Only God and His Holy Spirit does what I'm talking about. When the Apostle Paul says to greet each other with a holy kiss, to look out for each other, to watch out for each other. He also says, be sure and remind your church family to devote themselves to the good works, especially for those urgent needs. And I don't take that line lightly through any of this as we read it because God is saying to us to continue being His church, to continue regardless of what's going on in the outside world. You know, we've had, we, gosh, we've had our fill of so many different issues over the last 15 years that have altered the course for many churches. And for us, it's so important that we stay the course. It's so important that we're reminded of what God wants us to do so that we can continue gathering together as his body and carrying out the mission that he has for all of us. And God makes that possible. Whether, you, whether you're in this church, if you're, not, if you're not participating really in any part right now, let me just tell you, for those that are in the choir, when we had the choir the other day, not too long ago at Christmas, I wish, you know, if you could, for those of you that were in the choir, all right, I know what your calling is. I saw your faces. And, and, you know, for that moment, uh, you know, you were, you were right where, you know, you feel the most at home. Just being up there and sharing with all of us through song. For the praise team and the band members and for the ushers, the hospitality people, everybody who takes part in this church on a Sunday morning, I want to just say thank you on behalf of all the rest of us because you make community happen for all of us who walk in the doors now those that are working in the kitchen those that are teaching the kids everybody god has brought together in this community has a role to play and if you're not taking part i just want to encourage you again when we do that god uses us in ways that we cannot even know about when we when we have the opportunity last week i saw a man in here that i i knew i'd met him before and I, I just could not think of his name. I actually thought he was somebody that had been here many years ago uh, that was from Louisiana. And I walked outside and I asked several in the lobby and nobody could really tell me quickly who he was. And so I thought, you know, we've, we've done a few directories over the years and I thought he had been here a while back. So I went to the office very quickly, grabbed a directory and started looking through it. And I found, I found him. 
And uh, I sat down next to him and spent the morning visiting with him. He lost his wife this last fall. And uh, we, had a, we had a wonderful time visiting together. And I realized in the moment that I walked back in and Pastor Rusty was praying and he was, he was having a difficult morning emotionally. I just put my arm around him and prayed with him while Pastor Rusty prayed. And then I sat there with him and we visited. And I knew in that, in that little microcosm right there of a Sunday morning, I was reminded of why we're here together. That God wants us to be looking out for each other. God wants us to be caring for one another. God wants us to invest our lives in each other as we walk on this way. And that's the idea that the Apostle Paul in this little short verses at the end of Titus was talking about. Pastor Rusty has spent months now, literally, talking us through this book. The Apostle Paul taught Titus and said, I want your church to be filled, first and foremost, with godly leaders. So if you're serving in one of our leadership teams, you need to know that God has called you there. And the expectation from God is high, not me. But God gives us opportunities to serve Him, And I believe that he wants us to do everything as unto the Lord. He also taught us in Titus that we are to be godly people. Gospel-saturated people is the way that he put it. And that for all of us who are walking this path, that if we're not opening our Bibles, if we're not spending time in God's Word, if we're not praying together, if we're not worshiping together, if we're not taking every opportunity that God gives us to be a part of the family of God, we're missing out. Will your life fall apart because of that? No, probably not. But will your life be blessed because you understand that God gifted you to be a part of this local body of believers and when you use those gifts, God is glorified? I believe that. I believe that in Titus we've been taught that we are the family of God. That we are to come together and enjoy. Listen, next week, a Super Bowl party, which you're not supposed to say Super Bowl. Did you know that? It says big game on the slide. There's some legal thing about saying Super Bowl. So we're not supposed to say Super Bowl. All right? Super Bowl party is what we're having next week. And it is a big game. It's a big game. Called the Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh, just invite everybody to come. But this is the church. When we get together... Even for that, the Connection Sunday is extremely important. I invite everybody to come. And for every small group, if you're represented, to be able to talk with people about what that's all about. But even afterwards, when we gather down here and the kids are all running around, it's chaotic. If you want to watch a Super Bowl and you're a dedicated fan and you don't want interrupted time, stay home. All right? Because we're going to have little children up here and they're going to be running around. and it's a, it's a good time. I don't know if they're doing it. Last time we did this, we had halftime games, lots of good food, all that kind of stuff. Fellowship, community koinonia life in the body of christ that's the church and that's exactly what paul was saying to titus in those final instructions and greetings that's what he says in every one of his letters i pray that you experience this church in the same vein that god started it we invited seven couples over for dinner Donut, I'm sorry, breakfast, donuts and devotions. Seven couples. And God has done a miraculous work. And every time I look around, I just think what a blessing each and every one of you are in this community that we call Crossroad.
It's not an altar call invitation. But I do want to invite you today as we prepare to close out. Ben, y'all can come on up. Rick, y'all come on up. Just, I, want to, I want to encourage you. It's always about, and it should always be about, a decision when we come to the end of a service. If, I, if, if we don't ask you to do anything, if we don't ask you to think about it, then we've kind of wasted a lot of air up here. And maybe you think that's what I'm doing anyway. <laughs> but truly, I would encourage you this morning as these guys come and lead us in this closing song, just like when we take the time for communion, just to consider what you're doing as a part of the family of God. And it's not that everybody has to be a leader and everybody has to you know, do all the ministries and stuff, but then again, God calls each and every one of us to be a part. I truly believe that. And I believe he's called you here this morning. So I would ask you, as we sing this song, just to pray about what God would have you do. And then Pastor Rusty and I will be down here at the front if anybody would like to come and just have some time for prayer for anything going on in your life, celebration or sorrow, whatever it might be. We'll be down here at the front during that. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the privilege we have of gathering here as your people. And uh, Lord, the joy that I know comes into each of our hearts as we see our friends and our, our loved ones in the faith. Uh, I pray that you would just ignite a fire in all of us that burns brightly for one another. Help us now as we even consider how you would have us be a part of this community that we call Crossroad. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.